Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for December 21st, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jack Steen, co-pastor with Russ Steen at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, The Cry of Promise. Text that I didn't think to ask. And that's what good preachers do. So, we've got some future good preachers in our midst. The word promise holds an important place in our household. You can say something is true or not true, but if you are questioned further and the word promise is used, then the whole exchange moves to a new level. There's an air of sacred trust surrounding whatever is in question. The word promise holds power in our household. You simply cannot break a promise. I'm not sure what the penalty is, but there's an air about it that it seems severe. Promises matter. Every question and every issue doesn't require a promise. Only the most critical and crucial issues are promise-worthy. Those moments of promise usually call for eye contact, a moment of silence, a pause as we all weigh out all that is before us, Promises at our house are serious business. And so it is with God. Worship began this morning with the reading from 2 Samuel. It's an interesting exchange between God and King David as relayed through the prophet Nathan. David is now in royal power, and just as he settles into his royal digs, feet propped up on the coffee table, remote control in hand, he suddenly realizes that this nice palace, this house that he has built, well, he's living here, and God is still abiding in just a tent. A mobile home, an RV at best, and not the ones with the slides. So he decides he needs to build a house for God. And so the prophet Nathan assures King David, this is a great idea, King David. Go ahead with your plans. Build God a really nice house. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. And this is what was conveyed to Nathan to be conveyed to David. And I radically paraphrase. God said, I hadn't lived in a house since before you people crossed over into the promised land. I'm fine living in my tent. And what King David doesn't understand is that the house he's living in is not the promise that I have for him. Things like houses, that's not what's important. Stuff 
doesn't matter. The promised land was never about building houses. What's important is that no matter what, no matter where, I will never leave you, says God. And because of this, Nathan, you tell David, because of this, your throne, your house, your kingdom, David, will endure forever. That's a promise. That is a very, very liberal translation. But I think I've captured the essence. Now enter the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's a big jump from 2 Samuel to Luke, I know, but you can do it. It's not a secret that I admire Mary. I admire the Mary character of this story. I collect Madonnas. I'm particularly drawn to the images of mother and child that are different and unique. The mother and child who look the least like what one might expect them to look like. Those are my favorites. Of all the chapels and cathedrals I entered in the Holy Land a few years ago, my favorite was the Church of the Annunciation in Nazareth, where every wall featured a different Mary and child image, gifts from different countries. I understand something of God when I ponder Mary and her story. When I allow myself to see the world through her lenses, I see things that I cannot see from another perspective. We read just now from the Gospel of Luke some of the most familiar lines of Scripture, though with some new thoughts I've never had before. But we read this, especially this time of the year. Mary found favor with God. Who doesn't want to find favor with God? But did you catch the connection to Samuel? Do not be afraid, Mary. You'll bear a son. You'll name him Jesus. He's going to be great. He'll be called the Son of the Most High. And God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. That's a promise. And to all of that, King David and the Blessed Virgin Mary both agreed. They both said yes to God's promise. But how could one not say yes to a commitment of forever presence, forever faithfulness, forever the love of God, a kingdom with no end? How could you possibly say anything but yes to that? We get lost in all the hoopla and the stuff. TV preachers are more bent toward a prosperity gospel where we are blessed according to our faithfulness. And there will be great rewards for your faithfulness, for some, even great houses. But we are not promised blessing in direct relation to our faithfulness. We are promised blessing in direct relation to God's faithfulness. The best and more complete definition of God comes to us in three simple words. God is love. When it gets too hard to understand, 
too complicated to comprehend, it all comes back to love. That's the promise. On this fourth Sunday of Advent, when we can almost touch it, almost see it, almost hear it, baby Jesus is on the verge of getting born again. Praise the Lord. We're close. And in this setting, in our little corner of the world, this is great news. And it's easy. But what about in New York City? Where yesterday, two police officers were shot and killed while on duty. It feels like love got swept away by revenge and anger. And that's when we are prone to retreat to our fears. Do not be afraid, people of God. For God has promised us presence and love. The kingdom does not end even on horrific days. The kingdom does not end. That's why we're here to remind each other of that because out there we can get distracted and lost and think that it's over. It's the worst news. I'm scared. It can't get any worse. No, we come here to remind ourselves the kingdom has no end. It didn't end with King David. Even after all the violence and war and betrayal and deception and adultery and trickery, you think our world is tough? Live with King David for a while. But the kingdom didn't end with David. The kingdom didn't end with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Even after all of the, and we pretty up the story so much and make it so pageantry and lovely and beautiful, but can you imagine the shame, the horror, the gossip, the scandal that was Mary's life for nine months? I can't even fathom it. How did she survive it? kingdom didn't end with her. The kingdom didn't even end in Jesus, the son of the most high. Not even after he was questioned and tempted and betrayed and tortured and crucified and buried, the kingdom did not end. That's the promise. The cry of promise this Advent season is that there is no end to the kingdom of God. Just look at us. With all of our faults and scars and brokenness, just look at us with all the glimpses of hope and peace and joy and love. You may just have to catch it in a snippet, but it is there. The kingdom does not end. 
So here we sit, waiting to see if God will find favor with us. Waiting to see if we are pregnant with a yes. God's kingdom has no end. That's a promise. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And do you know how I know for sure? Because Russ was supposed to write this sermon. And I didn't look at a thing till yesterday. And somehow I got about three pages worth on paper with no conclusion. I walked in here at 10 minutes after nine to come up here and practice it and see if something would divinely fall on me. And I was rushing and I got interrupted in my rush by Rich Dower. And I'm gonna tell you, my first thought was, I have not got time for this, Rich. But you know what I did? I said, hey! He said, I've gotta just show you something real quick. I stayed at Room in the Inn last night. 10 women, two girls, two children, both girls, one boy. I gotta show you this picture. He pulls up a picture of Paul Garrett. Now, if you don't know him, you get to know him after worship, and this will all come full circle. Paul Garrett had makeup all over his face. <laughs> the little girl had painted his fingernails. A homeless girl found joy in the youth building last night. And I was interrupted this morning with a kingdom moment. Rich did keep flipping through his pictures, and the little girl got a hold of Rich, too. <laughs> and there their faces were in makeup. These two grown men that don't cross-dress as far as I know. Fingernails painted because in a glimpse through the eyes of a homeless little girl, they captured beauty in Paul and Rich. That is living proof that the kingdom has no end. Ain't that good news? There is no end to the kingdom of God. That is a promise. May it be so. Let us pray. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.